1: This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Alabama, I have as the overall one seed. I think that they will go undefeated. I know it's tough to project that a team will go undefeated given how many tough games are out there. Alabama's toughest game of the season is Saturday. They open against Florida State. I think if Alabama can get past Florida State, I believe – that Alabama can lose one of those games if they beat Florida State and still advance to the playoff in the SEC title game. All right, that's Alabama's schedule. I have them projected as my number one overall seed. My number two overall seed. I've got USC coming back to, to, to glory, bringing back some of the memories of the Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, and Lindell White era. I have got USC schedule in front of me right now, and it's got a few landmines but they're going to be favored, I believe, in every game this year. Same thing, by the way, true of Alabama. Alabama will be favored in every football game they play this year. The same thing is true of USC. Another crazy prediction, I know, given how difficult it is to go undefeated, but I think USC is going to go 12-0 and in the regular season, and if they lose a game, I think the game they're most likely to lose, and this may be a surprise to a lot of you, at Washington State, that game in Pullman on that Friday night. All right, Those are two of my playoff teams. My third playoff team, and I'm going to be watching them play Saturday in Atlanta against Alabama, Florida State. I think the Seminoles are going to lose to Alabama, but I think the rest of their schedule, while it's challenging, most of their toughest games are going to take place in Florida State inside of that Doka Walker Stadium. So I think that Florida State will be another playoff team. I am projecting Florida State in as my three seed. There are some landmines on that schedule. There's no doubt. At Clemson is a brutally tough game. Uh, At Florida, obviously in a rivalry game. For anybody who is familiar with the state of Florida, you know how heated that contest can be. And then my fourth playoff team. And this one's going a little bit off the board. It is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin, this is a great example of why schedules matter. You talk about a schedule that is made for a run to the playoff. Wisconsin isn't maybe the best team in the Big Ten. They may not be as good as Penn State. They may not be as good as Michigan. They may not be as good as Ohio State. But they've got the best schedule by a long way. So my four playoff teams, Alabama, USC, Florida State, and Wisconsin, my four that are going to advance to the playoff come December. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. One of the stats that I love to hit people with is how recruiting rankings impact who is going to win the titles. If you look at recruiting rankings, in the modern era, starting in 1996, Every team that has won a national title in college football, this is a stat that I think is important because we always talk about there are a lot of guys out there who are recruiting junkies, right? They subscribe to the rivals or the 247 or the scout sites, and they follow this thing obsessively where the 16- and 17- and 18-year-old boy is going to be going to high school, and people make fun of them. But if you look at the data, teams that recruit well are the ones that win the national championship. It's an illusion, at least in the modern era, that a coach can take a team that is not very highly recruited in terms of talent and lead them to a championship. In fact, this is a great stat for you guys. Since 1996, since the Florida Gators won the title with Steve Spurrier in 1996, every team that has won the national title, with the exception of Oklahoma in 2000, the first time and only time Bob Stoops won a title with the Sooners, every one of those teams has had at least two top ten recruiting classes in the four years prior to their national championship. That's an amazing stat. I want to repeat it for you again. For everybody out there who's like, oh, five stars don't matter, four stars don't matter, recruiting doesn't matter, In college football, going all the way back to 1996, every team that has won a national title with the exception of Oklahoma in 2000 has had at least two top 10 recruiting classes in the preceding four years. Okay, If that is the criteria that you want to follow and you're thinking about who you're going to put in your playoff or who you're going to put some money on to win the title, Here are the 11 teams that theoretically fit that criteria entering the 2017 season. I'm going to repeat this again because it's a little bit difficult to follow for those of you who are not recruiting junkies. Since 1996, so over 20 years of data now, the only team to win a national title without at least two top 10 recruiting classes in the preceding four years is Oklahoma in 2000. All right, so who are the 11 teams that have at least two top 10 recruiting classes so far in 2017? I'm going to hit these for you. There are four teams that have four consecutive top 10 recruiting classes. They are Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, and this team may surprise people a little bit, LSU. That is the four teams with top 10 recruiting classes. How about three top 10 classes? Auburn, a lot of people think with Jarrett Stidham, Heisman Trophy, Dark Horse, Auburn is going to surge back up the boards this year. Georgia, I said earlier, year two with Kirby Smart. Can they make a move? USC, one of my playoff teams, and another team that I think may surprise people, they're on the road in L.A. against UCLA, Texas A&M. Kevin Sumlin has recruited really, really well. So there are seven teams with four top 10 recruiting classes or three top 10 recruiting classes. And then there are three more teams out there that have this ability. Two top 10 recruiting classes. Tennessee, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's squad, and the defending national champion, Clemson. So if you believe my data here, and I've gone back and looked, every team since 1996, when the Florida Gators won the title that year, with the exception of Oklahoma in the year 2000, has had at least two top 10 recruiting classes. Those 11 teams, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, USC, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson, if my data holds true, then one of those 11 teams will win the national championship this year.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there.
0: Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying time. Here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. Sam, you have a what? This
1: is Animal Thunderdome. I don't know if you guys have seen this stuff with the floating fire ants. Like, fire ants are impossible to kill. About a year ago, down in Florida, I had my own fire ant experience where I was peeing outside the Naples area, standing on top of a fire ant hill and I'm looking right now because I wear flip-flops everywhere I go I can look at my left foot right now and I still have fire ant scars from where they attacked me on my foot so these floating fire ant hills that are everywhere in the floods in Houston I just I I I, we need like uh, the the Drogon from Game of Thrones to just come by and wipe them out with a flamethrower it's terrifying But we've got a few other Animal Thunderdome stories too. Jason Martin, what you got?
2: Got a couple. One here in our state of Tennessee in Knoxville, a runaway monkey spent a week on the lamb. A three-year-old capuchin monkey named Pretty Boy Floyd sparked a flurry of social media posts about monkey sightings in North Knoxville when he was spooked by a dog. This was last week and then took off into the trees. And then they had to look for this thing for a week. And you know why it was able to hide? Because it has opposable thumbs and, in fact, could get in places that made it harder to be detected. So, I don't think you see a whole lot of monkeys around Neyland Stadium, but perhaps this monkey's just really excited about the start of college football.
1: I what? am a monkey fan. <laughs> monkey fan.
2: Was he from a zoo? It just says runaway, like it, but it has yeah, a name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but so it doesn't just say any. Yeah, random I, I don't monkeys. Want, it's not one from a zoo, apparently, but... It just says that it was on the lamb. Like, I don't see that it was from... Is there a zoo in Knoxville? I haven't spent much time down there. Yes. Okay. I assume there probably was. I mean, but it doesn't say it's from the Knoxville Zoo. I feel like the story probably should have said that one way or the other, but apparently just monkeys rolling around in Knoxville right now. Fleeing. Fleeing monkeys. A monkey on the loose. All right. What else we got? This one's hideous. Where are you most vulnerable in your house? The bathroom. Bathroom. Absolutely right. So in Australia... On August the 28th, that being two days ago, a resident looks up while on the toilet handling what needs to be handled, looks inside the skylight because he sees something going on that makes no sense. Take a wild guess what's in the skylight just slithering around, and it's a full size one of these, and you could just look up and see it slithering around right above your head while you're on the toilet. Didn't you give us this yesterday? A five I did foot? Not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. No, I A did five two things snake? about Texas yesterday. A five-foot snake. No, but that's true, but I didn't do this story. I did I'm two things pretty... about Texas yesterday. We were talking about the dog with the... Uh... We
1: need to check the tape on Twitter. Has Jason Martin already told us about the snake and the could, in the light How would I have
2: forgotten about actually doing that? A third I, don't, one... I don't know how you could have forgotten, but I'm pretty
1: sure you've already told us this one. But we just made a massive error and by we i mean jason martin so really just him i protest animal thunderdome maybe the most trusted part of this show and jason martin just tried to double down on animal thunderdome stories not an update the exact same story that he did yesterday and then he fought us twitter exploded thanks to you guys for having our back thanks to danny g and robert for doing the research. Here is Jason Martin yesterday telling the same story that he just told today.
2: Positives. There was a story out of Australia that was not so positive about a snake inside of a skylight in a bathroom just at somebody's home. They looked up and they saw the snake slithering around when they turned on the light. And I've seen the photo and it's frightening. And I'm still not over the 19 rattlesnakes from yesterday. Yeah. So I wanted to go with something a little bit more positive today. So, I mean, how do you forget that that you did that? I mean, I kind of teased it. Like, I guess I did more than I thought, but the point was I was trying to get to the two positive stories. That's why I didn't remember it. I only remember doing the two positives, and I just kind of threw that out and said, but I don't really want to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, okay, fine. Just flog me and do whatever it is, whatever the punishment needs to be. Just throw it out there, and I will execute. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts?
0: O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.